Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Soak it in. Let's just let's just soak it in for a minute. Let's just let's just let the. I mean, is it a theme song? Is it a theme song? Is it a theme tune? Or is it just a bit of music we we stole for free off the internet? But let's just sit for a minute and let's just say first of all, welcome to the uh, the Scott Gibson show. I am Scott Gibson, of course. Who else would it fucking be? But let let's let's let it just sink in. Episode one hundred. One. 100 episodes of the Scott Gibson Show podcast. Started off with a different name, the Battlefield Show. Uh, we had a rebrand. You know, at one stage, uh, we have we have moved house twice since this podcast started. Episode 100, man. Now, some of you listening to this will have been here since day one. Some of you listening to this will have listened to every single episode. And for that, I doth my cap and I say thank you. And here we are. We find ourselves sitting to record the 100th episode. And you may ask yourself, Gibble, what is your surrounding? Is it, is it champagne and cocaine? Well, it's not. Because uh, the, the missus is almost, uh, is, almost doesn't want to accept... I've got to do this recording, and she's only going to stuck the washing machine on. So I'm sitting here recording this uh, podcast in my new uh, studio, stroke garage, stroke dumping ground. Although the studio is coming together as the uh, as the candy washing machine whirls away in the corner. I mean, let's let's not. When have we ever kept this show professional? Let's not start now. Episode one hundred. But we've got a lot to talk about as always. Um, welcome, new listeners. Welcome back, dear friends. Lost the cover, man. Uh, Christmas, New Year, the gig over New Year, uh, steak pie. The the wonderful Mick Whitworth has sent in a question which really cuts to the core of the steak pie question. We've got the woman selling farts uh, who's been hospitalised. Uh, Anti-vaxxer Djokovic isn't again in Australia. Uh, you're going to have to pay a fine to die, sir. And uh, we'll get some great questions on the Patreon. So happening, man. So happening, episode 100. Uh, I should say, quick update. The studio uh, is coming together nicely. Uh, it's it's moving at a slow pace, but it's moving at a pace that I'm comfortable with. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, I, I am trying to, as it's a new year, first of all, Happy New Year to all of you. Um, as it's a new year, I'm trying to, to have a new me. Not, not a huge change. Uh, I am not making any uh, commitments... <laughs> To my health, although I must lose weight, for God's sake. But uh, I'm not doing it this year. I'm not doing the whole, right, we're all, we're going to go on holidays and we're going to explore and see the world. And I think I sound a little bit like a fucking Muppet there. And everybody knows that I love my friends. <laughs> I'm not doing that this year. 
I'm not doing the usual one minute past midnight. Right, what we're going to do is we're going to buy one of those things, right? That's like a hundred dates for a loving couple, okay? And we're going to scratch them off and we're going to do it every single weekend, Franco, all right? I want you to commit to it. I want 2022 to be our year, okay? The best of us. Right, because I'm seeing all these couples post on Instagram and they're just like living for each other and they're the best version of themselves and we can be the best version of ourselves, Franco, alright? So I'm going to buy this little thing with scratch off and it's things like, you know, go camping, go for a drive, take up the arse, just things that couples do together and we'll post the pictures on Instagram and maybe we'll get a few sponsorship deals and then I'll start doing like eyebrows and stuff and it'll just, it'll be great. Okay, so let's, please just do that, right? Okay, you scratch the first one, but let me get my camera because I have to film with scratching each panel off and it doesn't count, Franco, fuck's sake. So I'm not doing any of that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to lose weight. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm going to run a marathon. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to, uh, what's all the fucking bullshit that people date New Year? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to learn a, a new skill because I'm not. I'm not at all. You know, if I had to, uh, learn a language, uh, it would be Spanish. Oh, well, it should be Mandarin, because they're fucking, they're coming for us, but it would probably be Spanish. Si, senor. But I'm not going to. One, I've not got the time. I've got a lot of box sets piling up. A lot of box sets. I'm, I'm even starting to get to the point where I'm considering outsourcing some of my television and, and, and reading a small pamphlet to kind of catch me up. You know? I'm, I'm, even, I'm even hoping that uh, there's shows that I meant to have watched on Gogglebox... So I can get a kind of breakdown of three minutes so that I can still hold a conversation about shows I've been seen. So my, my box sets are, are, are piling up. I've got a lot to watch. I'm a busy man. Podcasts to record. Shows to, shows to write. Shows to write. That's what we should be. We should be writing shows. None of this betting yourself bollocks at New Year. Anyway, so I'm no, I'm not doing it. I'm no, I'm no saying stuff. That I know it's never going to happen. Just like you, I've done it in the past. This year, I'm going to lift four stone. I'm going to run the Edinburgh half marathon. I'm going to learn Swahili. Uh, uh, you see that language? It's like wah 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 wah. I'm going to learn that so that I can go to Zambia and speak in the native tongue to the Wasipi tribe. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to learn how to make pavlova because I'm not entirely confident I know what a pavlova is. Is that the is that the jiggly one, like yogurt, or is that the uh, the meringue? What is that? Is pavlova the meringue? What am I thinking of? The one that's like set like a custard. <laughs> is that pavlova? No. Anyway, I, I'm not. I'm not doing it. But what I'm doing is practical things. I am committing to getting the studio finished and 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 built the way I want. So that we can start bringing the video podcasts back again. That's what I definitely want to do. And I'm just taking it easy. Because normally what I would do is I would go onto Amazon or I would go online and I would look at some videos and I'd see the first thing that looks like what I need and I'd buy it. And I'd end up either buying shit or I'd buy stuff that's too advanced because I've done that in the past. Or I've just bought stuff that hasn't fitted. So I'm just taking my time. Doing it for once in my life, for once in my life, I'm doing a bit of research. Looking into what we need, what we need to get, because let me tell you through what a list of this. We've got to get backdrops sorted. We've got to get uh, partitioning curtains that have some kind of uh, sound protection stroke barrier in them, so we can actually close this off. We've got to get lighting, proper lighting. Uh, we need to upgrade the cameras. Probably going to upgrade the mics as well. Let's be honest, while we're at it, so, so it's a full upgrade. It's a full upgrade and a refit, and uh, we'll just take our time with it. But uh, when it's ready to launch, oh, God, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And um, so I cannot wait for you to see that. So episode 100, uh, it's a big episode. And it's not really, it's just another episode. But it's, I suppose, it's a little bit of a, mile, a milestone. You know, 100 episodes, hours and hours of content for free for you to enjoy. Of course, you can go on the Patreon and uh, enjoy over another hundred hours of uh, content on there. Patreon.com forward slash Big, Skib Big Skibson. Big Scott Gibson. Sign up to the Patreon for as little as £4 a month. Pound a week. Fucking pennies, man. You get extra podcasts, extra content. You should be doing it. 
It's the best way to support the show. When we're 100 episodes in, you know, I would say if you've listened to, if you've listened to five episodes, for three, if you've listened to five episodes and you've enjoyed the rants and the banter, get on the Patreon, man. Four quid, you tight bastard. I, I started this podcast out of a mixture of boredom and uh, extremely poor and spiralling mental health. I was in a creative rut. And um, I'd always wanted to do a podcast by myself. Uh, two reasons. One, a lot of the podcasts I enjoy listening to is a single person. I also noticed at the time that a lot of the radio shows that I listen to is, is talk radio, mostly because I was driving late at night and I always need to have somebody, I need to have some noise in the car when I'm driving, otherwise I start to fall asleep, then before you know it, you wake up in the field. And I couldn't listen to music because music would make me drift off. So I had to have somebody talking, podcast, talk radio, that kind of thing. And the shows that I would listen to, the podcast that I would gravitate towards was, was usually uh, a single person talking. And because at that time, things have changed a great deal with the other podcast I do, which is the Hashtag Show, which is coming up to its 160th episode very soon, which you should all be listening to as well. It's very different from this, but it's it's worth a listen. At the time of starting my own podcast, it was extremely difficult to find the time with other people involved to uh, to record on a regular basis, and my thing was always I wanted it to be to be regular to build it up to get to you know where we are. Um, so I started to to do it. I put it off for months and months. I actually put it off for years, and then I bit the bullet and thought, right, let's just go for it. And here we are, hundreds of episodes later. It took quite a bit of time to get to the format that I'm in. It took it took a a good couple of hours slogging away recording, doing different episodes before we got to where I am. I probably would say the 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 uh, the feel of the show has maybe changed twice within the hundred episodes. But the first ones, just to give you an idea, the first ones I would I would speak and I would I would film them. I would record in like fifteen minute blasts and I would have a break and either have a cut of tea or I would think of what I was doing. And that was probably because I was uncomfortable speaking for an hour on my own it's a definite skill it's something that I've had to you know really hone and, and get to the point and to the point where we are now hundreds of episodes in I sit down strong black coffee uh few th- few notes really nothing major I mean let's be honest I'm not the most organized person in the world few notes of what we want to rabble on about and then we hit record and we go we've got a timer set up that kicks in at 59 minutes and we basically talk until we hit that, uh, the music bed kicks in. And that's when we know we've done the hour. And that's where we are now. And it's taken quite a bit of time to get here. But I, but I hope you bloody enjoy it. The other thing that's quite interesting about the podcast is we did the first 20 uh, post-COVID. No, pre-COVID, sorry. 20 episodes. Episode 20. That was the last episode that I did before COVID hit. Before the lockdown happened. So in a weird way, it feels it does almost feel like a COVID podcast. You know, it's like we've had eighty episodes now where we have been living in some kind of COVID uh, restricted uh, situation. So it's it's fucking mental how things work out, and it? it's mental. Anyway, hundred episodes, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of it. He's a he's a brilliant. I love you all. And here's to the next hundred. Um, in fact, while we're on it, let's just jump in because somebody had asked a, a great question. Uh, and thanks to everybody who was on the Patreon. Uh, questions, uh, who'd asked questions, Kenny Bridges, Barry, Andy Ward, uh, the other Andrew, Glenn Cunningham, thanks to all you for getting in touch. Uh, Barry had asked a belter, 100 episodes, great stuff, big man. Thank you very much. Appreciate the output. You're very welcome, Barry. Thank you for being a Patreon, a rascal. Um, but Barry asked, 100 episodes from now, where do you think you'll be? Where will the podcast be? Far-fetched and on crystal ball involved. Um, great question, mate. 100, 100 episodes for now. I'll say one thing. I hope I'm not uh, another 100 for now. I hope I'm not just going through another two house moves. Absolutely no way. I mean, another 100 episodes from now is going to be two years. 
where will any of us be in two years? Who knows, my friend? Podcast-wise, uh, big picture thinking. If we're going to go for it, new year, new me. Think big, dream big, you know? Shop big, shop small, shop local. I would like, I would hope that by the 200th episode, we have continued to build the numbers, build the listeners. I would hope, uh, and this is probably the focus is going to be uh, this year and going forward, is to build the Patreon. It's uh, it's a good we it's a good bunch of people in there, a good bunch of legends. But we we need to grow those numbers up to make to make the podcast viable, really. Um, so by the two hundredth episode, I would hope if I had to, if I'm going for the dream scenario here, Barry. If I'm going dream scenario, if that's what you're asking, big man, crystal balls out, balls on the table, crystals on the table. I am going to say that the dream situation would be to have my own purpose-built studio so knowing the house knowing the although the, the what i'm doing in the garage is going to be great I, I i i would love to be in a situation where i have got my own studio somewhere so i travel to the studio record the pod uh, the productions on the video side will hopefully take a huge leap um Dare I say it? I'm going to say it. Dare I say it? I do. I would love to be in a situation where I had a couple of people working with me on the pod. Not, possibly not on screen or, or on mic, but certainly a producer um, and an editor is probably where I would like to get to. Um, I, I I don't think I'll change the format of the podcast. I think it would still be myself talking nonsense, having rants, telling stories. But it would be nice to have a, a, an extra uh, set of digits on the production side, and uh, who knows? I mean, it's not—it's not a, you know, it's not—it's far fetched just now as we sit listening to the wash machine going, but it's not too far fetched that something like that couldn't happen in the future if we continue to build a battery home. So that's where I'd like to be, mate. Still ranting, still talking, and I mean, let's be honest—a hundred episodes for now, two years down the road, we could all be on the fucking metaverse, by then. We might not even be in the real world. I'm sitting here, the new going, I can hear my wash machine in the corner. There might not even be wash machines in the metaverse. Who knows? I mean, I don't even know if there's podcasts. I don't even know what the metaverse is. If I'm honest. Is it Minecraft? Can I live in the metaverse as a sheep? I don't know. I was listening to something the other day. And uh, apparently, uh, apparently Snoop Dogg's big in the metaverse. I mean, I, I thought it was still being spoken about. I didn't even know it's live. I didn't even know there's people in it. How do you get in it? I don't know. I can't even get fucking uh, fiber optic broadband here. Can I get in the metaverse? At the metaverse. <laughs> Can I get on the metaverse with dial-up? That's my first question. Zuckerberg. Can I get on the metaverse with dial-up broadband? That, that needs to be answered before we go anywhere else. Before we even consider what the fucking metaverse is. Now, I found out this week, Snoop Dogg's on the metaverse, but he's no on the metaverse. He's in the metaverse, but a different metaverse. There's tons of metaverses. Who knew that? Who knew? Not I. I thought there was one metaverse from Facebook, but apparently not. Apparently there's going to be loads of different metaverses, and yet you can... The thing I was listening to... Snoop Dogg has got some kind of island, right? No, that kind of island. But he's got some kind of island or he's built something in the metaverse. And some guy, right, had bought a house in the metaverse next to Snoop Dogg for $480,000. Let me just say that again. Some arsehole has bought a house in the metaverse and you're like, how's that, Gibble? I don't know. For $480,000, he's bought digital real, real estate. I'm sitting here talking about, I'd love to get a producer. What the fuck is happening to the planet? We, we watched a documentary the other night, and it's about the homeless situation in, in uh, America. Mo mostly focuses on LA, Chicago, San Francisco. Three of the hardest hit cities by COVID and homelessness. I was watching that 
the next thing I watched after was Paul Hollywood buying a fucking strawberry for 350 quid. What a fucking toilet that man is. But how can, how can we, as a group of people, be fully aware of the struggle that a lot of people are going through just now? And there's some fucking dick out there buying a, a virtual house, not even a real house, for $480,000. These poor bastards are sleeping in tents. The one I watched was a, a, a mother of two children. And she's in like a hostel situation. And she leaves the hostel at 7 in the morning because they chuck her out. Because they clean the room. And she somehow managed to convince her young kids at this point that they're camping. Because something's happened to their house. No, go to house. She gets them up, she gets them out. She tries to scrape some money together to feed them. And then sends them to school. And on the days off, at the weekends, when they're not at school, she waits for the library open at 9am to take them into a library so they can play computer games in a library. Before she goes back to this single room hostel that she lives in with her two children because she is homeless as a result of a bastard husband and COVID. And some cunt is buying a digital house online for half a million dollars. What is happening? Metaverse. 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 You can buy stock in it. Crypto property. Metaverse property. Right, let's look at this. Metaverse NFTs. This is a fucking thing I was looking at as well. I, I still don't understand NFTs, right? I still don't understand them. I, I know that possibly I am... Um, I mean, without question, I was born in the wrong time. But I'm possibly, I've just, I've missed the boat on that one. Now, there are people who are, you know, young children who are who are born now, who have been born in the last five, ten years probably, and all they know is, is a digital world. That's all they know. They grew up with mobile phones. They grew up with the internet. They grew up with living online. Most young people already function, I would say, 90% of their life online. The only part of their life that is a physical uh, experience, you would argue, is school, further education, possibly a job. But now that we're in a kind of COVID situation where a lot of people are working from home, you could argue that it probably is as high as there will be some people who 90% of their life is spent online. So for them, that this, this next step, this idea that you will live your whole life through a digital landscape, whether it be a metaverse or whatever, is not, one, it is not far-fetched, two, it is not a deterrent to them, you know, it's not upsetting to them, they welcome that, I don't have to go outside, no, no, you just live online, that's fucking brilliant, to me, that's mind-blowing, and the worrying thing about all this metaverse, how do we go talk about metaverse, Gibble? I don't know, the worrying thing about all this metaverse stuff and, you know, almost living like in pods. Well, your house is your pod, man. You just fucking plug into the, the Matrix every morning. We're almost there. And I know that you you think in your mind that you're not because you leave your house maybe to go to, you know, walk around fucking Ikea on a Saturday or you go to the shops, to the supermarket. We almost are there. The vast majority of people will now work from home. The vast majority, almost everybody that I know, either works from home full time or is splitting their office time, probably 60, 40, 70, 30, between a physical office that they used to work from and working from home. We will have conversations online, whether it be through like the portal thing with Facebook or whether it be through, uh, you know, Zoom, Skype, that kind of thing. And, and all this stuff already exists. We're already aware of it. Even if you're not digitally minded, you know, even if you are not uh, a digital person, like your lifestyle isn't digital. Even if you're still an old school analogue man, you know, tuning the radio, fucking, is that, is that, I don't even have a DAB in this house, my man. The next step to get us all living in some kind of metaverse, it's, it's you know, these next few steps are not big steps. I don't think, anyway. 
I'm, I can't be the only one that finds this a bit slightly worrying. I mean, look at it this way, right? The whole COVID situation, the the state of climate change. We we all know whether you want to be a climate denier or no. I think everybody now admits that we are past the point of slowing end or stopping climate change. So the reality is that the planet cannot continue to cope with the amount of people living on it and continuing to act the way we act. So probably the only logical decision is to fucking start forcing people indoors. To start forcing people underground. To start forcing people into the metaverse. I'd, I'd heard people talking about things like there's going to be there's going to be concerts on it. You know, there'll be in, entertainment, interaction, TV shows, films, cinemas. You know, instead of going to the cinema in real life, which, let's be honest, is fucking shit. It is shit. Right? This is, this is part of the problem as well. See, anybody who runs a business, any fucking business, whether it's a cinema, right, whether it's entertainment, like a bowling alley, a bowling alley, where'd you pull that for? A bowling alley. Ten pin. A cinema. Uh, a bar. A pub. A restaurant. Whatever it may be. You are probably all responsible for the fucking metaverse. We've had years and years, especially in Scotland, years and years of fucking shocking customer service. Getting shafted up the arse. Every time you want to go out and eat or drink or do something, getting fucking blasted, left, right and centre. And now's at the point where, do you want to go to the cinema? Ah, yes, I really do want to go and see that new uh, Guy Ritchie movie, I've heard it's fucking fantastic. Right, well here's the options, we can go to the cinema, right, we need to drive half an hour into our nearest uh, multiplex park, then walk. Then when we get in, you're going to be greeted by possibly a 17-year-old, if you're lucky. They will be miserable as fuck. They'll no know how to work the till. They'll no understand customer service. They'll probably mumble at you. You'll need to pick your seat, because God forbid you just sit in a fucking seat like an adult. You need to pick your seat. Now, then once we've done that, we need to get to the discussion of what kind of seat do you want? Do you want a seat you can sit in? Well, that's going to be a fiver. Do you want a seat that you can sit in comfortably for more than 10 minutes? Well, you can stick an extra 12 quid on top of that. And before you know it, you've actually asked for a decent seat with a decent view at a decent film and it's cost you £87,000. Then you think to yourself, well, this thing's on for fucking three years. I should probably get some refreshments. And before you know it, you've mortgaged the house. Then when you get inside... Turns out, the fucking young team has decided to have their cultural experience evening and they've brought 25 of Castle Milk's finest to sit near you and talk and shout and swear and scream and finger each other all the way through your film. Now, that's option one. Option two is, you sit in your comfy clothes, in your comfy chair, in your comfy house, and you get in the metaverse. And your wee fucking meta man or meta woman or meta person walks through the metaverse to the metaverse cinema. And you fucking buy a ticket by the wee metaverse person who's probably an AI robot who's probably got a better chat and it's probably quite nice. And you pay them and you find out it's, it's, probably, it's arguably less money than real life because there's no overheads in the metaverse. And then you sit and you watch the same film. You watch the same fucking film. And you have a better experience. And we try and pretend to each other. Yes, but it's just not the same as going out and enjoying real life. Real life is shit! Metaverse property. I'm looking at our website here. The world's first virtual real estate company. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, Decentraland. The Sandbox. Somium Space. Crypto Excels and Upland. 
Now, I only know this from the uh, conversation I was listening to. The sandbox, I believe, is a, a, a what do you call them? A, a, a space, a land, a universe within the metaverse. And I think that's where Snoop Dogg is, in the sandbox, I think. Buy land, rent, rent land. Uh, about services, news, contact. Buy land, buy land, and buy in the sandbox. Let's fuck it, man. Let's see how much it is to buy in the sandbox. The sandbox! Um, now, interesting. It's interesting when you start to look at this and you see the people who are involved. Atari is involved in the sandbox. Recognisable name, well-known name within the gaming world, Atari. Our options are... 30 individual connected lands, 3x3 three three game credits, estate attached to a 12x12 12 12 sandbox estate. Don't know what that means. 3x3 three three game credits, estate attached to a maker dial. Don't know what that means. Let's see, let's click on this. Let's just click on stuff, man. Make an offer. Uh, make me an offer, you can't refuse. I don't know what this is. Location 5412, size 3x3, three three, 9 parcels. What does that even mean? What does it even mean? This is the thing. There'll be young kids going, he doesn't even know what parcels are. I don't. I don't know what any of this means. It looks like SimCity. It looks like you're buying a wee plot of land and you are building on it. Now, some of you listening to this might be like me and going, Gibble, what the fuck is this? I don't know. But what I can understand, and I'm, I'm getting this from two or three sources, right? Again, I wish there was just a way... You know like when in fucking... Was it Bank of Scotland or... TSB or one of the fucking shyster banks when they would do adverts like if if you are an old cunt and you're you're unsure about your money uh, we'll send a young fucker run to your house and he'll show you how to work your iPad so you can phone your cousins in America and you can rant all your racism to them and then when they cut you off you can come to us and we'll uh, readjust your will because hey it's your money too you old racist that kind of stuff. I wish there was somebody who would just come and explain the metaverse to me. Because it's going to happen. So, here's what I understand about buying land and property within the metaverse. There's going to be different metaverses. Shall we say metaveri? Right? Metaverse. Metaverse. There's going to be different metaverses. Okay? Because obviously, you're, you're common man and woman. Uh, people like ourselves. No, we, we, we can't be mixing in the metaverse with, uh, with the Snoop Dogs of, of, of the world. They need to have their own metaverse. You know? Uh, I mean, you've uh, fucking Ghislaine. It's just, uh, you know, she's guilty. She's been she's been uh, in the pokey house. You know? Standing trial and she's like, uh, listen, I didn't, I just brought in the, 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 the masseuses. You know? I didn't know what the lasses were up to. Oh, God forbid. And the judge is like, guilty, you cow. You'll come back for sentencing. She's like, bring me back for sentencing, Your Honour, and I'll start reading off names for this list. Yeah, dick. I'm not doing anywhere in 24 hours in the jail. So there's different levels within society that we currently exist in. So obviously within that, there's going to have to be different levels of, of metaverses. You know? So you'll be able to, if you've got a lot of money, or you've got the connections, you know, or you've got a picture of... Uh, Prince Andrew, he's hand up your dress. You you'll probably be able to go into the into the big metaverse. And if you're uh, your punters like me and you, we'll probably be in the fucking the shitty metaverse, right? And then within that, there'll be you know maybe Snoop Dogg's doing a concert in his metaverse, and and if you live there, you can get in for fuck all. But maybe we need to pay a uh, hundred dollars to go to that metaverse, right? And it's things like that, and maybe. Just now, if you go on and you buy a bit of virtual uh, land in the metaverse, let's say it's worth a grand, right? A thousand squiddlies. And then over time, a lot of people move into your metaverse. Some cool cats, some happening people. And suddenly, this is quite a cool metaverse to be in. And the price of the land goes up. And then maybe you can sell that land off. And somebody moves into your metaverse. You know? And then you, you move up. Or you move down. Or you move out. You just move out. You move out the metaverse, you unplug for the Matrix, and you go back to paying 80 grand to see a film. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but it's happening, and we need to get on board with it. So, if there's anybody out there 
and you're listening to this, sell the man cave. Get the fucking, the, the wank shed on eBay. Get rid of it. You spent hours, weeks, months building the perfect man cave over COVID at the bottom of the garden. A, a, a replica of the Bristol Bar exists at the bottom of your garden with a beautiful 40-foot picture of Her Majesty and a hand-pressed Union Jack. Get it sold. Get it sold. Get your money in crypto and get it on the fucking metaverse. You're not going on holiday this year. You can go on holiday in the metaverse. What? Listen, we've all failed, right? We have failed. Us. We've we failed each other. Okay? We're at, we're at a point where we doubt everything. We don't believe in anyone or anything. We don't trust anyone or anything. The planet's dying. We are dying. We can't even get original recipe iron brew. The only thing that we had, the, o- the one thing that made us different than everybody else, and we let it take them from us. They took it from us, and we let them. So we're done. We've got nothing else. We're finished. As a group of people, as a society, as a race, we're done. The only hope is that on the metaverse it'll be different. So... We all need to chip in, and we all need to buy a, a, a bit of land in the metaverse, and we need to live there happily, right? So send me, <laughs> send me five grand each, and I will secure you a spot on the metaverse, right? Now, if over time, you know, things might happen, some of that money may become embezzled, do not fear. Your name will be in the list and you will get in the metaverse. I don't know what I'm talking about. Metaverse explained. Good luck, Google. Uh, what is the metaverse? How does it work? Here we go. The metaverse is a massively scaled and intraparable network of real-time rendered 3D virtual worlds which can be experienced synchronously and persistently by an effectively ultimate number of users with an individual sense of presence and with the continuality of data such as identity, history and objects. None of that makes sense. We're all fucked. The world's on fire. I don't know why we went doing this metaverse uh, road. We did. None of that makes sense. None of that makes sense. I regret, instantly regret reading that. And then fucking Zuckerberg's face. That fucking bastard. Did anybody get one of the, uh, three, the 3D, the uh, the virtual reality things? The, what are they? Oclinox? Oclinoxy? Oclicles? Oracles? Don't know. One of the fucking visors. Friend of mine got one and she says she did a roller coaster and it was so real, so uh, submersive. She actually had to get in her garden and fucking vomit. I was like, what? Thing is, Metaverse is only going to take off when people can start riding online. That's it. Right? That's what people want. People want to go online and just fucking pump each other. Because that's what they want to do in the real world. So until there's a, a, a virtual reality thing where you Sit in, sit in a chair, put on a sensation suit and put your balls in a tin of jam. Nobody's getting on board. Can you can you be murdered? Can you be killed in the metaverse? No, I mean I don't know why I'm asking that. I'm no I'm no I'm no going out vigilante style. I'm just saying. See see if you've got a wee guy, right, and you're you know kicking about some city. Can you get done in? And then what? Do you just start again, or do you just? Or what happens? <laughs> These are the questions I'd be asking. People are like, so uh, what's the current trading sphere of the uh, the sandbox 9x96 parcels? Uh, excuse me, mate. Um, is there some kind of like sex jam suit and can you be stabbed in the metaverse? <laughs> right, I'm moving away from metaverse. Too much. I'm blaming you for that one, Barry. You led me down some weird path of thinking out of the future. And and before we know it, we've reached upon the metaverse. Um, Kenny Bridges, Gislaine, Gislaine. Also, can we just... 
nobody's questioning this woman's name. It's not a real name, is it? Ghislaine. Is it Ghislaine? Let's go with Ghislaine. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, how long before she mysteriously commits suicide? Uh-huh. Also, recommendation to watch Dope Sick, uh, Disney+. Plus. Kenny says it's brilliant. Um, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, my man. Started watching Dope Sick the other night. Uh, I was halfway through episode one. Uh, I was into it. The missus was talking, so I shut it down because I, I've got the feeling that it's going to be a good show and uh, I want to give it my all. So I might actually restart it tonight when she's in her bed snoring. Because I, I'm finding that, and fair play, you know, life is short. Uh, if, if I ever put on television to watch and she's no into it, she'll just start asking questions and that very quickly shuts it down. But I am going to watch it, mate. Quite a few people have actually said that to me. Dope sick. Uh, so I will give that a go. Um, Kislein, how long before she commits suicide? It's it's an interesting one that you've heard very little about the trial. Uh, it also seems as if they seem to be focusing on very... Uh, I was going to say small specifics. It's not small if you are you know involved in it or you're one of these, these women who have been through fucking hell and back uh, by this woman and her her uh, her partner Epstein um, I just find it all fascinating I find it fascinating the way in which media works around these kind of things because there's obviously it's obviously a group of people are involved but yet these two find themselves at the front of it I was under the impression, and obviously I'm, I'm wrong, but I was under the impression that when this started, the flight logs were coming out, the manifests were coming out, the, the lists of people who had been to and from the island was coming out, the frequency of travel. I was under the impression all of this was going to be released at the public domain and not a fucking thing has come out. Not a fucking sausage. And I think that in itself speaks volumes. You know? The uh, people were banging their, their gums about, it's one rule for them, one rule for us, with Tories having a Christmas party. Jesus Christ, can you imagine the rules that are involved with the fuckers that are flying out to Epstein's Island 20 times a year? In the name of God! It's worrying. Um, I don't think that she's going to... I think a lot of people are under the impression that she's going to get a, a, or she's going to spend the rest of her life in prison. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I, I don't think that any of the, I imagine there are some huge names, some very, very powerful people who are probably in a compromisable situation if anything was to come to light. But I don't imagine that will happen because I, th I do believe there are some people who are just too rich and too powerful for anything to happen to them. I would imagine, knowing what I know about American uh, legal system, <clears throat> I think the judge is going to hit out with some crazy sentence, like a million years or something like that, something stupid, so that the American press and the global media can get their headlines. So this is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to give her a crazy sentence. I mean, I say crazy. Crazy in the sense of a made-up number. Not crazy as in... I mean, the woman should just... Listen, there should be no sentence. She should, If she's found guilty, which she has been, she should be taken into a room and fucking shot in the head. Right? End of story. But I think they're going to give her some crazy sentence, like, you know, a thousand years or two hundred years, something like that, right? Or a hundred years for everyone that, that counts. Something like that. I imagine she'll go to prison. I imagine she'll be there for, at the most a week, two weeks at a push. Um, and then I think that people will be threatened. Uh, I think names will start to be leaked. And I think you'll find that her sentence will either be dramatically reduced, possibly dramatically just in nothing, or she is moved into some kind of facility where she can be extremely comfortable for the rest of her life. That's what I imagine is going to happen. It's just the whole, it's like, obviously I'm not, I'm not old enough to to know, like, you know, I wasn't around the Kennedy assassination, right? But there's there's obviously things that have happened over time, and you get a little bit, 
the biggest one was probably the Iraq war with Tony Blair, you know, when things started to come out about that, about falsification of documents, weapons of mass destruction, the fucking government scientist that was murdered in a field. Remember him? I mean, it's amazing how quickly we forget with these things. Guy who wanted his dunk get fucking shot in the head in a field. Hey, right. So it's amazing the things that go on that happen that exist in our world, in our life that we know nothing of and we never will know of. And the whole Epstein's Island, paedophile islands, you know, sex with underage girls and boys, a list of who's who, celebrities, royalty. We are never going to get to the bottom of it. We'll never know the truth. You know, we'll, we'll never know the the extent of what went on. And that's frustrating. That's the frustrating part about it. But also, like, if you think for a minute that that's stopping, I mean, come on to fuck. The, the people who are out there on these islands doing the fucking stuff they're doing, do you think that because Epstein was fucking hung in a cell or that Ghislaine's been found guilty and is possibly spending the rest of their life in jail, do you think that's stopping them? That's a fuck. They've got another island. There's probably another ten islands. There's probably better islands. <laughs> this one's got a swim-up bar. You can fucking play table tennis. <laughs> Epstein's island was just his beginning. They're, they're probably sitting there now. They've probably got fucking uh, young Wayne's kicking about. Seven of them drink, somebody's smoking a cigar and putting the ash out in a poor bastard's head. There you go, wee man, that's 20 quid for you. They're probably sitting laughing going, remember we used to go to Epstein's Island? What a shithole that was. This stuff doesn't end. Now maybe there's, you know, I was going to say, maybe there is a huge investigation going on and people who are on these lists, who are on the flight manifest, maybe there's an investigation going into that and maybe further people will be brought in front of a court and uh, they'll be charged. You know, and again, that's living in a fucking dream world. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think she's going to be given a crazy sentence so that the uh, American press can get their headlines and then that just throws everybody off. And then I think deals will be done behind the scenes and I imagine she'll probably be quite comfortable. You know? Who knows, mate? Who knows? Uh, what have we got here? Andy Ward. was began to saying, I really enjoyed the one last laugh gig. Oh, thanks, my man. Um, thankful I'm still COVID-free. Have to ask, how frustrating is it when people try to join in not even a heckle, just those shouting nonsense or worse, trying to be funny. Um, it's, uh, well, first of all, thank you to everybody who came out to that gig in Glasgow on the uh, 30th of December. It was it was actually a really fun night. I really enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, we did longer than I thought I was going to do. Um, so I was pleased with that. Um, it was a nice night. Um, and again, thank you to everybody who came out. We had we had a, a couple at the front, uh, slightly worse for wear. Um it's a, it's an odd one when you get uh, a couple of people who want to continually kind of join in if you want because you, you can only do so much you know especially in a, a kind of small setting like that where you, everyone is aware of what's happening in the room so it, I, I don't mind it sometimes when you know people are in a position where they're comfortable enough to kind of speak or to kind of call out but there's obviously a point where you know, it can go too far or it becomes frustrating or it starts to impact in the night and that's when it gets a little bit annoying. Um, so it's just it's just one of those things, man. It's just it's just part of live comedy and live experience. You know, you, you get these things, whether it's, it's happening in the room, that's one of the joyful things about comedy. Every night is completely different because the audience is different and the interaction can be different. Uh, again, we'll not get this in the metaverse. We'll not, we'll not get it in the metaverse. Do you think you're going to get two drunks in the front shouting out in the metaverse? Absolutely not. I can't go back to doing gigs in the metaverse. I tried today in lockdown. I fucking hate it. Try to do my jokes in the corner of a bedroom to, to silence. I don't want to do it in the metaverse. But yes, Andy, thanks for coming, big man. Um, and I hope, you, I hope you enjoyed it, mate. I hope you did. It was fun. Uh, maybe try and do... Another wee night like that soon. I actually quite enjoyed that kind of between Christmas and New Year. I mean, something to look forward to as well. 
So maybe we'll need to try and do that for next year as well. Who knows? Right, a um, couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I got a good question from uh, Mick Whitworth as well on Instagram. You should be following me on Instagram if you're not already. At Big Scott Gibson on the old Insta. Mick has asked, because this leads me on to talk about steak pies, because this was the first year, possibly since my conception, that I have not had a steak pie at New Year, and I was fucking devastated. Mick has said, uh, steak casserole and puff pastry separate. What's wrong with these cretins? It's steak pie or nothing. Now, Mick raises a very good point. There is a, and let me just clear this up, <clears throat> for those of you who are non-Scottish listening to this podcast, there is a, a tradition in Scotland, maybe in England as well, I don't know, but certainly in Scotland, that on the 1st of January, New Year's Day, you have a steak pie for your dinner, right? It's tradition, it's fact, it should be written into law. I actually think that the government should be sending steak pies to your house, like some kind of food delivery service on the 1st of January, but that's for another day. So, this year, I never had anything in at all. Couldn't get to a shop. Hence, I never had a steak pie. And I was fucking raging. I was raging. I should have planned ahead. It's my own fault. And I've known in the past, when my missus has been a vegetarian, she's not going to do anything to assist me in those situations. So I should have. I've only got myself to blame. But then the discussion comes up about a steak pie because there are some people out there who will buy a steak pie in and they'll say to you, but this is for the finest butchers in all of Kalmachinshire. They have won Steak Pie Championship of Scotland in the Grampian North East every year since 1972. It's one of the finest steak pies you'll ever have. Now, I'm not saying if you buy in your steak pie, you're a cunt, but... If you're buying a steak pie out of, for example, a supermarché, then fuck you. Your, your year will be shit. You're already off to a terrible start. If you're tucking into a steak pie on the 1st of January and it's a fucking Bell steak pie, put that steak pie in the fucking garbage. So you want to make your steak pie. It's no hard. It's no hard. You know, beef casserole. Beef and uh, the skinless sausages to fucking beef it up. That's what I go for. You date a slow cooker, you date over the hob, you do what you want, you date in the oven. Uh, I tend to do mine over the hob, you know, it takes four hours, but my God, is it fucking tender. Now, Mick's question, right, which he's got a valid point here, and I agree with you, Mick. There is a difference between a steak casserole with puff pastry on the side or making a steak pie. Now, the only time puff pastry on the side is acceptable is if it is either a shitey old man's pub or it's free. Okay? And by what I mean with puff pastry on the side, you'll have people who make a big pot, a steak stew, or like a beef stew, beef casserole, and then they put it in the oven squares of puff pastry, right? Mass production, that kind of thing, and you'll get a big fucking dollop of the castle, and then they'll either plop a bit of puff pastry on top, or you'll get it in the side. It's never great, but it fills a spot. If it's cheap, or if it's free. But a steak pie should be pre-made casserole, or stew, into some kind of container, whether it be an oven-proof dish, or a pie dish, and then your raw puff pastry placed over the top buttered with an egg wash, and then put into the oven. That is minimum requirement of a steak pie. Now, if you want to go further, some people make a fully encased pie. They'll put the, a pie bottom, a pie sides, and it's a full pie. Fair play to you. I don't have the pastry skills or the equipment to fully see that through. I am a casserole man, and then raw pastry on top, in the oven, finished off, big spoon in. So it's, it's a whole thing. And that gives you the best pastry because you get that. I like this is how I like my pastry. Lean in, kids. Let me whisper. Lean in. Lean in now. I like it uh, nice and brown and, and flaky on top, but I like that kind of almost raw bit underneath. You know, I like that that kind of soft texture, that almost creamy melt in the mouth. I like that bit that's been sitting on top of the steak. It's cooked at a different temperature. It's not even properly cooked. 
That's the kind of pastry I like. It's my favourite bit. My mouth is fucking watering right now thinking about it. And that is how I would normally make a steak pie. But I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have the, uh, the accoutrement. I didn't have the bits and bobs this year to make it. So I was fucking devastated. But Mick, I agree with you. I think that people who are intentionally making some kind of beef stew and then just fucking a bit of puff pastry on the side of the plate as if it's a, a forgotten about an unwanted ginger child. The, the puff is the main is the main part of it. It's what makes the steak a pie. Without it, it's just a casserole or a stew. You know? The puff pastry, I'll, here I'll say it, I'll say it. The puff pastry is just as important as the quality of the meat that goes into your steak pie. There, I said it. I said it. And also, see if you're one of these people that wants to put veg in their steak pie, have a fucking word with yourself. Have a fucking word with yourself. It should be meat and gravy. And that is it. If you've got a big family and you want to beef it out, stick some sausage in there. But don't you fucking dare put carrots or peas or none of that shit. Meat and gravy, puff pastry top. You can crimp it if you want to make it a little bit fancy. Egg wash it, get it in the oven, let it go golden brown, and then sit back and fucking enjoy. And if you want peas and carrots at that point, you have peas and carrots on the side. But don't you dare put it in that pie. Don't you fucking dare. Mate, good question, mate. I wish I was having a steak pie the night. Oh, I wish I was. I wish I was. But I'm no, mate. I'm no. I'm not going to lie. Um, got some questions on here. I'm looking at time. We're running out of time, team, as well. We're running out of time. We've not even spoken about yet the, the farty woman. Woman who made £37,000 a week selling farts, hospitalised for trying to fart too much. I don't believe this story. I didn't believe it when it first came out. I don't believe it now. A former reality star who made £150,000 from farting in jars has announced her retirement because she's a fucking part-timer. Leave the fart game to the professionals, hen. Okay? If somebody is spending one hundred and fifty grand on this bird's farts, I can only imagine my farts must be worth billions. There probably is not a jar that could contain my fart. <laughs> See, sometimes late at night, if you're on a motorway and you see a huge police uh, procession and it's like the uh, nuclear waste lorries getting taken up, oh, that would be, that's how my fart would be in transit. Steph Matto, 31, from Connecticut, Coastal America, recently found herself in A&E because she's a fucking loser with symptoms of a heart attack. I mean, what? Every man I know has done a fart so powerful he's thought he's having a heart attack. Do we go to hospital? Do we fart? We call our pals, get in the WhatsApp group. Lads, I just farted so hard, my heart stopped. Concerned doctors performed blood tests uh, and an ECG but later told the 90-day fiancé TV star that the symptoms were actually caused by excessive gas from her, her frequent diet of beans, eggs and banana protein shakes. Speaking about the moment she took ill, she said, I thought I was having a stroke and this was my final moment. Imagine that was your final moment. <laughs> As you quickly try and squeeze one last death fart into a jar. Make sure you get that on eBay. It's worth thousands. She began selling her farts in a jar in November last year. November last year? She's not even 12 months in. After receiving requests on the adult content site Unfiltered. There's a picture of her here. Oh no, there's a picture of her in hospital. She looks ill, but ironically, she's in the fetal position, which if any young man uh, and professional farter knows, that is the fart position. This lassie, man. We'll, we'll, we'll give this... We will give this the... Uh, the time it deserves on another episode. Absolute amateur hour, man. Amateur hour. Don't come on here and give it Billy Big Boss like, I'm not going to sell farts and jars. 
Men will pay 150 grand to smell my farts and then fucking less than a year later, you're in hospital because you can't fart anymore. Shocking. Shocking. Listen, if there are any guys out there buying her farts, get in touch with the big man. I'll send you a fart that'll fucking blow your eyebrows off. Right. End of episode 100. Hope you've enjoyed it. Get on the metaverse, save up your pocket money, buy some land in the sandbox, and we'll all have fun with Snoop Dogg. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson, and listen out for the extra episodes coming soon. Until then, stay safe, wash your hands, and your arsehole. Episode 100 onwards. Take care, team. All the best.